Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. And for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. And you can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Thursday, September 29th, 2022. In case you're new here, Built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. Please note that these probabilities assume normal starting lineups and are using current rosters at the time of recording. What will be shown are the banners on the screen of the thresholds for the A and B grade plays so that you can make the best decisions possible based on current odds and the books you do business with. My goals for this episode are to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. It's always saying, take what you like and leave the rest. As we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grades, to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, we're in the last week of the regular season now. So it's hard It's hard to believe. It feels like it wasn't that long ago that we were just getting started. It really Crazy. does. Um, only a couple of interesting races down the stretch. So now we're really entering the part of the season where we have to watch lineups, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. Mets and Braves is a fascinating one. Um, and the last wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the wild, the, the two of the three wild card spots in the NL are still up for grabs. Otherwise, I think everything's pretty much set at this point. Yeah. Not really much else uh, of interest what, other, than, like other than winning money. Yeah, just tell me what it's like to have your division locked up for a month and a half and not yeah. have to worry about this at all. Because I don't know. Yeah. I just don't understand. I will say it's it's so crazy as an Astros fan, uh, knowing that this won't last forever. But having gone to, I think it's like five straight ALCSs now, um, having won the division so many times that in the years we haven't, you know, being in the wild card and, and doing well there. It's, it's been such a weird run my whole life growing up. That was never the case. It was like making the playoffs was exciting. And now it just seems like a given almost, it's just a weird world. Um, but Astros fans right now, um, you know, Guardians fans a little bit, that, that was a little bit shaky. Yankees fans really all season, Dodgers fans pretty much all season, you know, Cardinals fans since, since the break on, right. have been kind of cruising, um, for the most part. And uh, yeah, that last one, the Braves and Mets is a nail biter. It's fun for the rest of us watching. I, I, it's exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. And last and tonight was a killer losing, losing by one. And then the Mets winning in a walk-off fashion makes this next thing. Yeah. Two, two tight games there. Uh, going the Mets way, uh, winning yeah. the one and, and the Braves losing definitely impactful. Uh, that, that three game series, uh, you're talking about Atlanta. It looks like it probably won't be affected by the hurricane, but that's today. Who knows in 24 hours, if that'll change right now, it's looking like that storm's going to be a little bit East of that. Not really affect things, but you know, it, it could change, you know, at any time. So just obviously to keep an eye on it, because obviously we don't want weather to impact that. We want to see those games play out because it'll be the must watch games of the weekend. Yes. Yes. I won't like, it's going to be glued to my TV with it. So. Yep, yep. All right. Well, there's 10 games on this Thursday, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any 
the college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. Also, check out Horse Racing Today. If you like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle that an or bias they can identify. The link for their YouTube shows and the website are in the description. And lastly, as a reminder, we've set up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 a month. Benefits get you things like the play of the day, which I think we won four in a row as of today, which that's always a lot of fun. Uh, Discord group. Uh, ad free and early access to the shows, early access to projected spreads. The link for that Patreon will be down there in the crawler. Uh, should It's also in the show's description. So if you're interested in getting some of that, you can. If not, as always, free picks on every single game. Starting off here, a few afternoon games on this Thursday, 110 Eastern White Sox at the Twins. Should be around 60 degrees to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be blowing at 10 to 15 miles an hour. In or across, it's kind of uh, in between right now. So I'm giving the pitchers a little bit of a benefit for it blowing kind of in, but it being kind of across is giving them the full benefit of that strong win. Sideline says 7.6 for the total. So it's a pass for me at 7.5, which is the current number. Instead, I'm going to take the Twins as an A-grade play. The price right now is minus 102. You can see on screen that minus 112 gets it to be an A-grade. Sideline says this price should be minus 123. So lots of value here on the Twins. They don't have an edge in the starting pitcher department with Louis Varland against Lucas Giolito. Both of them have ERAs around five. Giolito's underlying metrics are about a full run better, but the gap between these pitchers isn't that large. And the gap between these two offenses, I think, is the Twins kind of finally showing up here at the end of the season, despite a pretty putrid first half of September. They won on Wednesday. I think they can win again Thursday here. I like them as acting as if it's a coin toss game, but I think the Twins should be favored in here. I think Varlin could get the job done for us. Back in the Twins, a great play for me. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Twins here. I, I just. I think the White Sox are going to be kind of doing what the twin, Twins were. I think they're kind of going through the little motions there, and I'd, I'd rather have my money on the Twins than the White Sox with the way everything rides, especially at that price. I, if I can pay for it cheaper, I will. So I like, I like to be able to win, win a little more money. Yeah, absolutely. That minus one or two is a really good price. And I think it's a good point you make that the Twins kind of fell out of it more at the start of the month. And they really struggled there once it kind of hit them that they were out of it. The White Sox didn't happen until more recently. Now the White Sox are going through that struggle. It looks like the Twins are kind of back to they kind of accepted their fate. And now it's, okay, let's finish the season strong. A uh, little bit more excitement. It's Makes tough to stay motivated. To hit. Right, exactly, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's tough to stay focused for a full 162. Uh, it's, it's no surprise that you'd be a little disappointed after missing the playoffs, struggle a little bit. But yeah, the Twins look like they at least – are going to try to finish the season strong. Uh, White Sox might still do that, but uh, I just think the Twins are at least playing a little bit better baseball right now. And like you said, minus 102 for the home team is a solid price. Uh, so Jake and I are both on the Twins here in the afternoon. Same start time, 110 Eastern, Royals and Tigers. Uh, even though it's a daytime start here, it's going to start off in the upper 50s, close in the low 60s. Winds will be blowing across around five miles an hour, so no wind effect here. John Heasley versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Both of these guys have ERAs in the fours. The difference is that Eduardo Rodriguez underlying metrics align pretty well with that force 37 ERA, but Heasley's suggests his ERA should be in the mid fives. 
I think there's a massive starting pitcher edge here for the Twins. I mean, excuse me, for the Tigers. I still think their bullpen is a little bit better than the Royals' bullpen. The Royals' bats are a little bit better, but going against the lefties, they're a little left-handed heavy. These two offenses are a lot closer than you'd think. I like backing the Royals against a righty more than I like backing them against a lefty. Model says this should be Tigers minus 136, so that the current price of minus 130, as you can see on the screen there, qualifies as a B-grade pick, so that's what I've locked in on the Tigers. And Sideline says the total should be 7.1, so for the third game in this series, I'm going to go under the total. This time it's 7.5, but I still think under makes sense. It hit the first two nights. I think it hits again here. It's a daytime game, but it's still going to be chilly. These offenses just aren't that good, and again, the Royals' offense against a lefty should really struggle as left-handed hitters tend to struggle against left-handed pitchers. So I think Eduardo Rodriguez gets the job done for us and the Tigers win a low-scoring game. Jake, what do you got for us here? Yeah, I'm skipping this one. I, I like the Tigers to win it. I think they'll win it. It's just not the price I'm willing to pay. I'm a little more conservative when it comes to baseball. It's not my sport of like preference where I know the most about, so I play a little more conservative. If it gets down to that 120 number like you have for the A threshold, that's when I'll start playing it. But right, right now, like you said, it's – They've got the better pitcher going against uh, – the Royals are not good against lefties. They're, and it's just one of those things. I think that plus the Tigers being at home, I, I really think that makes all the difference. All righty. 135 Eastern Orioles at the Red Sox. Around 60 degrees for most of this game. Winds will be blowing in in the 5 to 8 mile an hour range. Mike Bauman versus Nathan Eovaldi, two pitchers that I'm not really sure how deep either one of them is going to go. Bauman's a guy who's thrown 25 innings in the majors this year over 11 games. Doesn't project to go extremely deep, might give him three or four innings. Eovaldi now coming back from injury, haven't seen him in a while. So a guy who not sure exactly how deep he's going to be able to go in this game. I still think Eovaldi's the better pitcher, but I don't think it's by a ton. I do like the Orioles relievers better in this one. First off on this one, I'm going to go under nine. Sideline says it should be 8.3. Got the under and a pretty easy one on Wednesday. I like the under here as well. It's even money as well, which is a bonus. Under nine makes a lot of sense. And then I'm going to grab the Orioles on the run line with an A-grade play. The current price on the Orioles money line is plus 138, which is almost to an A-grade. As you can see on the screen there, an A-grade play for the Orioles would be needed. We would need plus 140. It's almost there, but I think shifting to the run line gives us a little bit more value considering the fact that this could be a tight game. I think that there should be fewer runs than the odds makers are expecting, which means grabbing the plus one and a half offers just increased value. So we've got an A-grade play here on the Orioles. It's minus 145 to grab the plus one and a half. I think they can hang in there in this game, and we don't really know what we're gonna what, what to expect from Evaldi. Even if he pitches well, the Orioles could hang in there and lose this game, something like three to two. Uh, so I think the Orioles got a chance to win or at least hang in there and lose by one. I think minus one forty five is a pretty good price on that run line. So I'm going under nine and grabbing Orioles run line a great play. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, this is another one I'm dodging. I, I can't disagree with anything you said. It's, it's a good play at one and a half. I just he like said we don't know where we're gonna get it out of Bowman because he just doesn't really pitch a lot and hasn't had that much of a career to look off of. And then Evaldi coming back off an injury. It's just, there's too many unknowns here for me to be comfortable playing anything. I mean, I feel like the under is probably a really good play because it's setting up that it's going to be a lot of bullpen, not a lot of the same pitchers. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be fresh, but I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it and I'm just avoiding this game because I'm just too many unknowns for me. All right. 220 Eastern Phillies. And the Cubs get another low-scoring game that went under the total again on Wednesday. For our Thursday matinee game wrapping up this series, we're expecting 
cold weather again around 60 degrees. The winds will be blowing in in that 5 to 8 mile an hour range, uh, but not quite as strong as they were before. But the other thing here, of course, with Javier Assad going for the Cubs, a lot worse pitching in this one. So instead of um, before we were projecting totals in the 6 range, here we're projecting a total of 8.2. Uh, so we'll see what the total comes out on uh Closer to game time as there's no total out right now. There's no run line out right now either. Ranger Suarez, as I talked about a lot, pitching really well the last basically two-thirds of the season. Model gives him an 88 grade, 338 ERA. Again, I like him better than Assad, who is the underlying metrics indicate should have an ERA about a full run higher than he does gets a 117 grade. So a pretty big edge here for the Phillies on the starting pitcher. They got an edge on offense. They got an edge in the bullpen, but they weren't able to get it done uh, here uh, in the first part of this series. So there's obviously, like we say, there's no locks in gambling uh, right now. The model says the Phillies should be a minus 159 favorite. And so the current price of minus 184 in the Phillies is just way too expensive. I don't mind backing him at that price with Wheeler on the mound, Noel on the mound. Uh, and, I, and I think Suarez is good, but I just think it's too steep of a price here. So I'm going to be on the Cubs, but I, I no official pick for me right now because I want to wait and see what the run line price is before going either direction. Uh, the current money line price is Cubs plus 169. So right now would be a B-grade pick. Uh, but again, I kind of want to see what the run line is, what the total is, have a little bit more information before making a play on this one. So I'll make a play on this Thursday morning. Maybe by the time you watch this, I've already got a play tweeted out and in the Google sheet. Um, if not, look for it because it should happen shortly after you watch this. Uh, but for right now, no play, uh, but it looks like it's a Cubs pick. It's just trying to figure out what the best advantage is once we have all of the lines out available to us. Jake, what is your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm... I'm really wouldn't see what the run line is too. That's very interesting to me. I really like Ranger Suarez. The way he's pitching right now is kind of incredible. But Cubs have been uh, pretty frisky, and I know the Phillies are still uh, they're in the wild card now. But like I think they're still on the edge. There could they still got to keep winning. So I really want to see what those run line prices are because I'm hoping I can sneak a Phillies one in. But we'll see what the <laughs> price comes out to. Yeah, the Phillies lead over the Brewers after. A disappointing couple games here to the Cubs, yeah. uh, down to half a game yeah. uh, as of right now. So, I mean, they, they had a couple game lead. Brewers looked out of it. Now, all of a sudden, it's real tight between the two of them. Padres haven't clinched yet, but they're far enough out that it looks pretty likely that they're going to get in. It would seem really difficult for them not to. Of course, playing a series against the Dodgers doesn't really help them out. So, um, <laughs> you, you know, not, nothing's guaranteed there, but at least they're looking in better shape. Uh, at the moment that's uh, the night game 16 eastern first pitch raise at the guardians guardians getting it done for us here on wednesday with an a grade winner it'll be another chilly night in cleveland upper 50s for this one's be blowing in at almost 10 miles an hour to start with dying down a little bit maybe shifting a little bit across by the time this one ends sideline says 6.9 for the total actual total seven so it's a pass for me two good starting pitchers in jeffrey springs and cal Quantrill. springs is a 256 era Underlying metrics say maybe not quite that good, but he continues to impress. And the same thing with Cal Quantrill, 349 ERA, and the underlying metrics say probably not that good, but he continues to impress too. So both guys pitching fairly well this season, having good results. Models a little skeptical on both of them, but they've both done a good job. Both sets of relievers are pretty good. Both offenses are around average. So again, expecting a total of seven, I think that's pretty well priced. It's a pass there for me. 
but I'm going to back the Guardians again at minus 102. It's an A-grade play. Sideline says it should be minus 118, so you can see on screen minus 106 gets us to an A-grade play, and the current price of minus 102 I think is a fantastic value. It's kind of similar to that Twins price earlier. Around even money makes a lot of sense here for a home team that's got a good chance to win. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I, mean, I think you just nailed my point. This is very, just like the uh, Twins game. The price is exactly the same, and it, there's too much value on it, especially being at home. I, and I think Quantrill's a pretty good pitcher. I, I think they've got a good chance to win this game, put the money in the pocket. Yep. Uh, obviously, Ray's still fighting at this point for better seating. I'm not really sure. Like between the, the the Rays, the Jays and the Mariners are kind of mostly locked into these playoff spots, but like you'd rather be the six seed or the four seed. You don't want to be the five seed because the five seed, you have to go on the road to play the four and then you got to play the Astros, which you, you don't want to do. Um, I don't know what those teams are like. I think they, I think the general that they're trying to win, but you, in the back of your mind, you're wondering like how hard are any of these teams trying, um, yeah. knowing they want to be rested and healthy for the playoffs. Guardians in the same boat, really nothing to play for here. So, uh, it, it, you know, in theory, could be playing for home field in the World Series if the I don't know team <laughs> they're playing against, right? Yeah, but that, that would be a ridiculous move, right? Like that would just be an outrageous playoff bracket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's pretty unlikely there. So it's, yeah, it's like you got not really a lot that you're really playing for here. So uh, at this point, I think everyone's trying to win, but there is no one team really wants it, one team really needs it. I think both teams are just going out there and playing, and that's always better to have that. It's tougher to handicap the the one team really wants it, the other team doesn't. It's kind of a like that matters a little bit, but maybe not as much as we think, but it, you can't just ignore it. It's a lot harder to, to balance it, at least in this one. I think both teams – want to win but both neither team's dying to win in this one it would, be, would kind of be my take yeah so stick with the home team right uh 740 eastern marlins at the brewers marlins still fighting playing hard uh against this mets uh team here in this series now they'll travel to the brewers obviously they want to keep playing so two teams that do look motivated the pair of lefties and braxton garrett and eric lauer in a game i'm projecting the roof to be closed in uh both these lefties are uh, average to above average, depending on kind of which eye you close. Eric Lauer gets an average grade from the rating, 396 ERA, but the underlying metrics are a little more skeptical of him. Uh, Braxton Garrett, 352 ERA and much fewer innings, but the advanced metrics, see, that's pretty spot on. So the model thinks that Garrett's the better pitcher between the two. Obviously, the Brewers' offense and relievers are better. Sideline says this should be Brewers minus 141 with a total of 7.3. Uh, no line on this one as of yet. So, Jake, what is your take for us here? Yeah, this is probably one I'm to avoid. I hate trying to back the Brewers because that's who I think wins this game, but I, I can't depend on their offense to show up, and that's part of the reason they're not winning the division like they were expected to off the beginning of the year is they didn't get consistent offensive play. So I just hate doing that, even against the Marlins team, which the fact that they're still fighting is impressive because yeah. they've already announced their manager's not coming yep. back. Right? They didn't yep. renew Mattingly. Yep way out of the playoffs They're for almost a month now. So it's, I'm just happy to see those guys keep competing because it's fun, but man, I'm just staying away from this game. Yeah. And like you talked about the Brewers offense, just so inconsistent. It's been a constant point we've mentioned all year that coming into the season, we kind of hoped last year for the trade deadline, a couple of moves they made, they'd be a little bit more of a consistent offense and could kind of, if you're a Brewers fan, you know, contend for that division and just really couldn't hang in there because the Cardinals offense was able to do that all season. The Brewers offense wasn't. That's really the difference between those two teams. 
Yeah, yeah, the resurgence of Pulhos really helped there in the second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a heck of a second half. Just I thought he was. I, I thought he was done. Yeah, down and out for the count, but uh, still hitting, still hitting the ball pretty far, which is props to him at that age. Um, one of Pujols' former teams here, the Angels, will get going at 9.38 Eastern against the A's. Around 80 degrees to start off, low 70s to close. Winds will be blowing out. Uh, starting off close to 10 miles an hour, dying down as the night goes on. Cole Irvin versus Shohei Otani. Otani, one of the best pitchers in the game, definitely top five at this point. 247 ERA and the advanced metrics say that is real. He's obviously really good. There's not much else to say about him. Uh, Cole Irvin, 405 ERA. That's a little deflated because the park he pitches in. Somewhere similar to what we talked about with Lauer and Braxton Garrett, you know, depending on which eye you close, somewhere between good and average, somewhere between respectable and average. Obviously, the Angels have a starting pitcher edge. I guess their relievers are a little better than the A's relievers. I don't trust any of the relievers on either one of these teams. Their offense is definitely better as it's a little above average now. Anthony Radone coming back, apparently. I thought he was out for the season. All of a sudden, yeah, he was activated today. Yeah, That's, that was surprising me. Like, I cut him in my fantasy baseball league. I would love to have had him back now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sideline says this should be Angels minus 224. There is a line on this, but right now the Angels price is minus 240. And you see on the screen, that's nowhere near the price needed, even for a B-grade pick. But the A's price is plus 216, nowhere near the price needed for a B-grade pick. Sideline also says total should be seven. The actual total is seven. So, I'm not making a play on this right now. Everything is priced perfectly. I'm going to wait till the morning and see what happens, uh, or at least middle of the day. Wait for some movement and see if we can get some value somewhere on this one. But right now, I think it's priced really well. The Angels are more likely to win, but that's a really steep price. For backing a pitcher in Shohei Otani, who, while he is fantastic, has still lost a lot of games because... While he can win the game single-handedly, there are a lot of other players involved, and we've seen him lose a lot of starts because he either pitches good, not great, or his offense doesn't show up, or the bullpen blows it or whatever. So uh, this ace team's playing decent here down the stretch, kind of surprisingly, and so I just right now I'm just not excited to lay a price like minus 240 on the Angels. I'm not excited on the run line, given the total seven, uh, but I'm not excited at the, at the ace price unless it gets even higher fading Otani. So right now it's just blah for me. So I'm going to pass for now, make a play later. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah. I really wish the home was flipped here. Cause if it was, I'd feel a lot more comfortable trying to get an A's. Cause I don't think you're ever going to get a good show. A price going against the A's uh, where you're going to feel comfortable with it away yeah. from when the, when the A's are traveling, I, I mm. Makes me real nervous, so I'm probably just staying away from this one unless I see something just crazy, like like two, plus two sixty or something way out there, just to yeah. put a flower on it. But I, uh, <laughs> just sucks that they price this one right on the money. Yeah, this is one where the same game parlays can get dicey, right? In general, I always just want to recommend caution. Most of those plays are negative expected value plays. But if I was going to play this game, I would really try to think about what the narrative I think the game is going to have and try to parlay something in there to get some value. Do, do I think that it, it's more of a lower scoring game, a higher scoring game? Do I think that you know Irvin has kind of got to the end of the year and it's been a solid season, but maybe he's not used to pitching this many innings. He's getting close to 200 at this point, which is a lot. You know, do we think that Otani's gonna have a lot of strikeouts? You know, I, I kind of think about the narrative of this game to try to find some value in it. But you know, caution on the same game parlays. I get a lot of there's no stuff, a lot of value, but that might be the only way to eke out any value in this one because the prices right now just not exciting. Yeah. But if if you think maybe it's a low scoring game. 
you know, maybe that gives you to an under and grabbing the A's like plus two and a half or something and saying a low scoring game makes it harder for the Angels to win by a lot. You think it might be a high scoring game, you know, parlay the Angels and, 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 and an overpriced or something just kind of based off the narrative that you think this game takes. Uh, otherwise, I think it's priced really well at the moment. Yeah, yeah, there's that's probably the only way to find any value is doing something a little parlay like that. Yeah, uh, 940 Eastern. First pitch, Dodgers at the Padres, around 75 degrees to start, around 70 to close. One's been blowing in or across, kind of hard to tell at this point, uh, from left field at around five miles an hour. It's probably not too much of an effect either way. It looks like a pair of lefties and Andrew Heaney and Sean Manaya. Manaya is a pitcher who's really struggled, but given a little more rest, maybe that's helped him do a little bit better. Does get the advantage of the Dodgers, a pretty left-handed heavy team. Um, Dodgers at some point are going to start resting players. You know, they, they were off Monday. And so then playing, you know, Tuesday, you expected a full roster or full lineup, you know, kind of expected Wednesday. Maybe there's a few guys off here Thursday or Friday. If you're kind of speculating how they're going to keep their guys rested heading into the playoffs. Um, they got a few left-handed bats that they could sit against a lefty like Manaya. maybe give the Padres a little bit more of an edge. Obviously the Padres full lineup at this point, they need to win every game they can. They're also a little left-handed heavy, Going against the lefty kind of gives their offense a tiny bit of a ding as well. Andrew Heaney is a guy I like a lot more than Sean Manaya. There's really no other way to put it. It's not just about the ERA. It's about how Manaya's looked as of late. The underlying metrics don't really like Manaya either. Uh, and Heaney's been a solid guy I've been talking about all season. Not a perfect pitcher, uh, but in general, one that's been better to back and uh, more good than bad at least. Um even though both these offenses are a little bit worse against lefties, I still like the Dodgers offense better. Sideline says it should be Dodgers minus 146. My big caution on this is I just don't know if we're going to see a full Dodgers lineup. So if I'm backing the Dodgers, might be worth it to wait until you see a starting lineup. Make sure you don't have a bunch of guys out. Um, assuming though that they have a reasonable lineup in the minus low minus 140s is a B grade. Around minus 130 gets you an A grade. On the Padres, I'd probably be looking run line. Um, money line-wise, though, we're looking for plus 150s or plus 160s for the Padres. Make a lot of sense. Sideline says 8.7. Just expects a lot of runs in general with these offenses. Um, hasn't really been the case so far this series. At some point, though, you expect these offenses to get going. Hasn't happened yet. Doesn't mean it won't happen here on this one. Obviously, San Diego, a more pitcher-friendly ballpark, but not really cold enough, not really, you know, it's surprising we've had so few runs, but that's baseball for you. Uh, I would likely be on the over on this one, again, pending starting lineups. Um, again, official pick on this and all the games that we're missing picks for coming on Twitter and in the Google Sheet later on. Jake, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I I, I think of my time of pack, uh, backing the Dodgers has passed because I just don't trust them. I have the full lineup. And then if they do have the full lineup, that price is going to skyrocket because Manaya has been really struggling. So um, it's not there's just not anywhere I wouldn't feel comfortable making a play on this. So I won't I won't end up making a play. I, I feel like you're right. I, my hunch is that this number is going to be really high on the Dodgers, especially against Manaya, which means you'd be looking to back him. But it's so hard to do with how he's looked against this Dodgers offense. It's it's one of those where you can look at it and say it's a value play, but you can also just look at it and say it's not worth taking. And just like you said, just pass. Just move on. Pretend the game isn't happening. You don't have to bet them all, right? Yep, yep. That's that's the perfect point of this. Yep. Uh, also at 940 Eastern, Rangers at the Mariners. 
projecting the roof to be closed on this one as it looks like a chilly night in Seattle. John Gray versus Marco Gonzalez. A Gonzalez guy continues to outperform his peripherals. 405 ERA. Underline metric state should be a little bit higher, but he's kind of been consistently doing that for his whole career, always outperforming things like the FIP. Uh, John Gray, 364 ERA. Advanced metrics say maybe it should be a little bit better than that. Obviously, Gray's a good pitcher. Gonzalez, around average, maybe a little bit better if you really believe he can continue to outperform like this. Hard to say, but John Gray's a better pitcher. I mean, that's the bottom line. Is that the Rangers have an edge at starting pitcher. The issue is that's the only place they're going to really have an edge, uh, especially once Gray comes out, that Rangers bullpen is not to be trusted. Maybe that's part of what makes Gonzalez a little bit better, knowing he has a good bullpen behind him. That helps as well. Uh, Rangers offense right around league average Mariners offense a little bit above average they are left-handed heavy which benefits them going against a righty uh, sideline says this should be Mariners minus 141 gives them almost a 59% chance of winning I've got the Mariners right now at minus 112 as an A grade as you can see on screen anything better than minus 127 is an A grade we love the Mariners for a long time they did us well they've been struggling a little bit but the model hasn't liked the Mariners as much this last week it's really reflected the fact that they haven't been playing as well so now that it says to jump back on the Mariners, I think it's the right time to. It hasn't just been blindly backing them in this uh, recent stretch. Every game hasn't been saying a great play every time, but it says a great play now at minus 112. Uh, so I'm locking that in. Total on this one is seven. Sideline says 7.3. So for me, that's a straight pass. Uh, but I, I love the Mariners in this one. It's a short price, and I think it should be higher. Gray's a better pitcher, uh, but he's not the only part of this game. I think the Mariners can get it done for us as short home favorites. Jake, what do you got? Yeah. I, I think I said this last time I was on here. I really like Marco Gonzalez. I think he keeps this up for he's outperforming the underlying metrics. He's got, a, and I think a lot of that is like you pointed out the bullpen and the offense and everything he's got behind him makes him a little more comfortable and he, that he can do a little more. And he's not as worried about what's coming next where Gray's really worried about what's coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, you're a professional athlete. You shouldn't be worried about it. But like, I mean, you, whether you like it or not, you, you know, right? Like pitcher wins are a really dumb stat, right? But pitchers love to get the stats. We all love the numbers, right? And so you're sitting there, you want to get the wins, and you know what's behind you. I mean, it, it can't, you can't really not affect you at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that helps Marco a lot. I think the Mariners are a better team, and I think they get this win, especially at home. Um, like we mentioned, there's not a ton for them to play for. Maybe a little position jockeying, maybe. but. Maybe I like I'd have to see. I can't even remember how like where their standings are exactly, but it's not too much on the line for them. But I think maybe Marco's trying to get a little bit of that Luis Castillo money that the Mariners seem to be throwing around, and he shows up a little harder. I think last time he he had a rough <laughs> rough outing, but they still pulled it out when I was on here. Uh, but I think he'll have better go of it, and Mariners will win this one. I think the biggest thing for the Mariners at this point is just feeling like you don't need momentum right again. Like, so there's really not much momentum in baseball, especially when you're going facing new teams and new starting pitchers, right? That doesn't really exist, but you do want to at least feel like things are going well, right? There is a little bit of a positive attitude. It may not necessarily help you on the field, but it just makes your life better and easier, right? So, I mean, I think it's more of a, they kind of struggled for a bit and they want to get some wins here and just have a little confidence, feel a little better, a little more exciting going into the playoffs as opposed to just feeling down, right? Doesn't mean they can't, we've seen the teams all the time struggle going into the playoffs and then do well or be hot going to the playoffs and fall apart. So we're not, we're not riding this hot hand thing that's been disproven mathematically, but it's just like, it makes life nicer and feel better if you feel confident rather than being like, Oh, we've lost all these games, you know? So I, mean, I, think, I think they're trying to get things right after this last week they had. 
Yeah, like confidence does everything in some of the stuff like this. Like especially when it comes down to where you're splitting hairs. Like it's the old saying, like you look good, they pay. Like you play good, you play good, you get paid good. So maybe, good. maybe that's what we're going for. I mean, it worked for the Braves last year. They got hot at the right time. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, always just trying to catch lightning in a bottle, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, last one here for us on this Thursday, nine forty-five Eastern. Handful of day games. Handful of late games, not very many games in the middle there for us, but a bunch of late games. Uh, 9.45 Eastern, Rockies and the Giants. Uh, another chilly one in San Francisco, low 60s wins. Slight breeze blowing out, probably not going to affect things too much. Ryan Feltner and Carlos Rodon, a massive starting pitcher mismatch here in favor of the Giants. Rodon, one of the top pitchers in the game, 290 ERA. Advanced metrics say maybe it should be even a little bit better than that. Feltner, a 591 ERA. That's inflated a little because of Coors, but he's still a below average pitcher. Uh, neither set of relievers I have a lot of faith in whatsoever, but the Giants offense is competent, a little above average. Rockies offense, especially on the road, not. They got Jose Iglesias back. They put uh, Charlie Blackman on the IL. <laughs> it's just, I would say it's one thing after another for the Rockies, but we never really thought they would be good this year. So it's just kind of the way the Rockies are at this point. Um, the Giants should be large favorites, and they are. Sideline says 216. Current price is 210. I'm going to take them at that 210 with a B grade pick. As you can see on screen, it barely meets that threshold. This is about where I'd start thinking about run line. But the total in this game is seven and a half. Sideline says seven. I don't really want any part of a run line home team, a minus one and a half for the home team where I think there's only going to be seven runs. I think the Giants win this one. I just don't know if they win by one or by four. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just not a comfortable run line play. So I'm just going to play a little more conservative, take the money line at minus 210. It's about as high as I want to go, to be completely honest. Um, I would look at the under on this one, but I think the current price on the seven and a half, the under is like, minus 130 or something ridiculous like that which makes that not exciting if this was seven and a half minus 110 minus 115 seeing this headline says seven i think it'd be a good under to take i don't think there should be a ton of runs in this game i don't think the rockies really can score off a redone but given the juice right now it's a pass at the moment for the total may have to play on that later though depending on how it moves bottom line like i said this minus 210 price for the giants a B grade and really about as high as i want to go i just don't really like the run line in this spot jake what do you got Man, I, I really like Rodon. This is going to be sad that this is one of the last times we get to see him this year that he's not in the playoffs. Like it's a little heartbreaking. Uh, and but, maybe, and maybe for the Giants, I believe he has an opt out that it sounds oh, like he's had a good enough year that he'll probably opt out. Is if I'm yeah, thinking correctly? Yeah, I I don't know for sure, but but get paid if you can get paid, man. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he needs my financial advice. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's supposedly that's why the Giants didn't trade him because the opt out was something that teams didn't want to give up anything because they just figured, yeah, he well, was going to opt out and get and get a big contract. Yeah, that, that, that all makes sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. I want to do run line with you, but I, I don't trust the Giants to be good enough behind him and batting for him that to. Make sure that's two runs. So I'd rather not be that nervous about it. I feel a lot, very confident that they'll win. So I'm gonna do that. Just take, pay that, pay the hefty price, and go home with the win. Yeah, and on Wednesday night here, I took the run line on the Giants, and that was a situation where they didn't have as good a starting pitcher, but it was. I just thought there'd be a lot of runs, and thought the more runs, more likely that they win by multiple runs. And this one with Redone pitching. Sometimes the offenses just don't show up when you have your star pitchers there. 
I don't trust the Rockies to score, but it's like, I just don't want this to be one, nothing in the seventh and me being like, Oh man, what have I done? Like we've only got one more chance to hit. They don't really care. You know, that's sort of thing. losing on the bat there in the bottom of the ninth. That's losing that at bat there. And they, they price that in of course, but that doesn't mean that we still don't uh, look at that and use that and think about that with regards to, we want to be comfortable with our picks. Like I said, I say that at the start, because I want you to be comfortable with your picks. If you're not, you know, there's something to be said for making a pick that, you don't love because you know it's the right pick, but then you're still comfortable with it for a different reason because you know there's the logic of why it's why it's right. So there's you have to have some level of comfort with what you're doing, and that 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 home team minus one and a half. Like I said, for me, my personal thought is just I want to feel like this could get really ugly, and it's like I don't know. I've seen Rodon pitch too many times where the offense doesn't show up, and like I said, it's one nothing in the seventh, and I'm like, ugh, you know, I want to feel like it's going to be, you know five to one in the seventh. And then I'm like, all right, we got this, you know? And there's gotta be something to that uh, mental process there with a really good pitcher out in the offense is like, all right, we got the night off. Like, I don't like, cause it's happened to, it happens everywhere and it's crazy. It you does. Know? It's something that I've long wondered. And it's not just a recent phenomenon. I mean, they we was talking about Nolan Ryan with the Astros. There was one of those years back in the day where he had, you know, like a 160 ERA or some crazy number like that. And he finished the season like 12 and 13. That was back when wins mattered a little bit more. They were more in, they told more because the pitcher pitched like the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but he, he had an under 500 record because he, he the run support he had was almost no runs per game, right? And and we've seen it, you know, Roger Clemens said several seasons like that towards the end of his career when he was good. We've seen it with all sorts of really good pitchers. Uh, obviously, Jacob deGrom of recent years talked about. So it's like, I, I would love to look into it. I'm, I'm wondering if someone has uh, pulled the data on that because there is, there's got to, you know, you have to control for weather and opponent and all that other fun stuff. So it wouldn't be extremely straightforward, but it could be done. Like I said, there's got to be something that there's just on average, just a little bit more of a like, he's got this, you know, and you just don't get as many runs for some reason when, when your ace is on the hill. Yeah, it's just kind of counterintuitive to having your ace on the hill. Even like you're like, oh yeah, we'll throw our ace. That'll be good because our offense will stay the same. And then it's like, oh, the offense doesn't show up. Okay, that's yeah, cool. it's like they still have to do something, right? You can't yeah. score no runs and win. That's not how baseball. Soccer, you can get no goals and win because of a penalty, penalty kicks, right? But baseball, you do have to score. You know, you can't, you can't get nothing and win in baseball. Uh, all right, that is all the games here for this Thursday. Jake, any uh, parting words? This will be the last time we see you until yeah. playoffs. Uh, oh. we'll, we'll have we'll have wild card shows. We'll be back on, but no more regular season shows for you, yeah. Jake. So, what, what, what are your what are your parting words for the regular season? You won't see me freak out over what's going on with the Braves and the Mets. Uh, <laughs> Join the Discord. Yeah, we'll join the Discord, and, and and he'll freak out for you there in the in the MLB channel uh, of the Discord. <laughs> hey, this has been a great year. It's been fun. Can't wait to do it in the playoffs. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, what was it, Larry Lasagna, Ricky Lasagna, or whatever that dropped Judge's 61. Oh, that $2 million slipped through his hand, and congrats to Judge for finally getting that monkey off his back. Yeah. Hey, let's let's keep this, let's keep making money. Let's, let's end on a good note and then keep making the money in the playoffs. All right. I like it. All right. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out that website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more Major League Baseball picks. Got three college football episodes up and running for you for that. Lots of content here in the fall. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.